Hello, and welcome to MiceCast, with your hosts, Greg, Mike, and Richard. And tonight our topic is going to be the untimely demise of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and we're going to credit Ed Tucker and his fan site, uh, fan, or crazedfanboy.com. Uh, he titles it 20,000 Leagues Into the Toilet, and we're going to base a lot of our rants here on his supposed inside story we're going to take it for uh the bible because it helps our reasoning that this was a yeah. tragic travesty so <laughs> it, will be our, it will be our absolute truth for the evening <laughs> that's right doesn't matter if it is. our only fact checking is this website <laughs> the one thing is is it gives something that no one else has been able to give is a reason why did it just suddenly go away i mean no one's ever yeah, been well, able to give and a, it's a crap a reason for it that's a crap it reason. It is a crap reason. It is, but at least it gives one reason, and I, because of lack of any other, it, it sounds logical to me. Yeah, well, so before we go too far, I think I jumped on Mike. I think you were going to tell okay. everybody what our, our email and our website was. Yes. Um, or is. Is. It's is. We're not a was yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can reach us at... Um, where was I going? Reach us. Oh, info at micecast.com. Um, we have a feedback at micecast.com. We've been a request line. Requests at micecast.com. As a matter of fact, if you go to the website, www.micecast.com, you can find everything you need there. Um, Greg, uh, Rich, and myself, we also have email addresses there. Greg, Mike, or Rich at micecast.com if you want to address something to us individually. Um, we also have a blog, which really is just kind of like a mirror, micecast.blogspot.com. And we invite, and no, let me rephrase that. You are open to send us feedback, and we invite feedback. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you like, what you dislike. Um, I think Rich and I would really enjoy some mail telling Greg to, you know, take it easy. You can only wish. So if this and is also, your first time say, to our podcast, remember this is at the very least a PG-13 show. Exactly. So if you're looking for the, the the fuzzy, warmy, Disney huggy, kissy show, you're in the wrong, wrong place. spot. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I would say we we would like to invite any subject matter that anyone would like to uh, also have yes. us uh, work on, or if they have anything to add to anything of our sh of our past shows or counter. Our past shows too. Sure. Yeah, we'll take, we'll take the wrong. Yeah, yeah, we'll take them all on. <laughs> Not hard, Greg. Okay, yeah. shut up. All right. So, <laughs> anyways, this is kind of my big rant, one of my favorite rants. So, I will kind of give you the backdrop and uh, read a few highlights from this website. And I'll, I'll you know, Rush Limbaugh says it best. Let, never read, only let the host read. So that's why I'm not going to read. I'm just going to paraphrase. Is uh, reading to a, an audience is not always the easiest thing, and this is going to go contrary to our first podcast, which was Sacred Cow Attractions, because now I'm going to say they shouldn't have removed this, and I'm I'm all for removing attractions if they can't put butts in the seats or to change. Or they're stale; they can't keep them fresh. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this will go against that because I think the reasons they did it were bogus. And full of crap. So, anyways, the kind of backstory on this was that the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction, or we're just going to start saying 20, um, 20K. 20K. We keep tripping over that all night. 
Um, Say it five it times was fast. A high ma- Shut up. It was, um, <laughs> it was a high-maintenance attraction. According to this website, at, at least... Wait, stop. Give, the, them, give them the website so they can you know, follow along while you talk. I already did that once. It's, no, it's crazedfanboy.com. I oh, said yeah. I did. It's, it, uh, shut okay. up. Just move on. All right. They can go search like I did to find this if they need it. You know, I'm not going to okay. do all their work for them. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't coddle the customer. Yeah, the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> oh, well, you know, we'll put a link to it on MiceCast when we put up the... Okay, uh, yeah, good boy. That's that. Good job. Yeah, our, web, our webmaster will take care of that. You know, you know, turn around. I'm tired of looking at your ugly mug in this fall studio anyways. So anyways... <laughs> Shoot the back of it uh, reflecting I'll, too much. You, who's 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 reflecting too much? Head, would you? Gosh. Okay. Anyways, it has to be you this um, time, not me. Oh, jeez. Uh, at least it says at least two of the fourteen subs were pretty much probably always being worked on at any given time, and that over its twenty-three year run, the ride had been shut down every three years and completely overhauled. And this, they say, is due to. Uh, cleaning the lagoon, animatronic repairs, scenery being repainted, uh, damage from the high chlorine content of the water in the Florida sun, la, 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 blah, blah, blah. And uh, the diesel subs were in dry dock repaired in a process that took six weeks to complete. Okay, so it's a high-maintenance attraction. Who gives a crap? You know, any attraction that takes, you know, hundreds or thousands of guests a year should be high-maintenance because nobody wants to die on them in the first place. They're all high-maintenance. yeah, I mean, you can't have an attraction without them being high-maintenance. And uh, all I can say is come to California and see how high-maintenance our attractions are compared to, you know, what we have to deal with. What, what is it, Richard? we got Cal Ocean. What's the one that you're dealing with now sometimes? Dosh. 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 Dosh, yeah. Dosh is the federal. Of safety and health. No, Dosh is state. Yeah. Dosh, is, Dosh oh. is the new department that oversees all of the uh, parks and amusements. Well, who's Cal OSHA? They take care of the workers. Dosh takes care of the visitors. Oh. Okay. Okay, okay shut up. Let me Thank keep you. going. That was good. Thanks, Rich. Okay, so um, one day, not long ago in 1994, uh, September 5th to be exact, Walt Disney World just kind of unceremoniously closed the attraction. And basically, in true Disney fashion, visitors were told nothing. It's, it's just... Reclosed for uh, repair, probably said refurbishment. Well, you know, the typical green walls are up around the attraction. Um, so, you know, inquiries and then, you know, rumors start to circulate, and again, nothing's going on. So, uh, you know, there were some complaints that, you know, you couldn't get a wheelchair to it, that um, the tunnels that ran beneath it, there were water leaking into it, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So, it wasn't until a year and a half later, 1996, that they would even admit that the ride was not going to reopen at some point. So, again, what's, what the hell is going on? So, the, as the rumor goes, basically, Eisner sends um, Michael Lovitz out to, to take a little peek. And because at some point, Eisner's supposedly put out emails or edicts want to cut back on the bottom line, basically. We need some budget cuts, improve the profits in the theme parks. This is 1994. Okay. Well, leading up to, I think, isn't it before 94 that Eisner's saying? No, uh, 94 is when he puts that out. 96 is when... Oh, it shows up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, I'm not sure if 96, that's not here. But like I said, I'm jumping around a little bit. Actually, it was in 1995 when Ovitz was there. Uh, that's so right, early 95. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're getting a lot of complaints so much that in early 1995, Disney president Michael Ovitz decided it was time for a routine inspection of Walt Disney World, including a status check on the 20,000 Leagues ride. So during the course of his inspection, Ovitz inquired about the 20K and was given the by now familiar spiel of excuses concerning its safety hazards and its physical condition by the same staff that had just gone out of the way to shut it down. So anyways, he persisted the touring the ride before passing judgment, and the ride was arranged for Ovitz the following morning. It has become such a legend among the Walt Disney World staff that it still today is referred to as the day we slipped Michael Ovitz a Mickey. <laughs> uh, that could be taken more than one way, but we'll just take it the way they probably mean it. Um, the final voyage of the Walt Disney World Nautilus was was a calculated plot of theatrics designed to give Michael Ovitz the impression that not only was 20,000 Leagues Ride unsafe, but it was fortunate that no one had been killed up to this point, which I think is really kind of a stretch for a ride like that. I mean, you're never totally in the water. It would be pretty hard to flood those things. Um, anyways, that's... Well, you know, yeah. that's the point someone's making. Real, real uh, quick, who's, who's, yes, who's plotting this? Who's plotting this? Is it well, Walt Disney staffers it, that are trying to get it's, rid of it's, this? Or it's what? Walt Disney World staff, okay? According okay. to so, Ed Tucker. According yes. to the Ed Tucker, yeah. And Ed Tucker might be right. full of shit, but we'll let it go for now. Like um, I said, this is our version of Absolute Truth today. That's exactly. <laughs> you have to spend so all he, this belief in it. Yeah, according to the legend, he was taken for an orchestrated voyage of bumps, grinds, and misfires. Now, that sounds like a good night of dancing to me, but anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and malfunctions on the worst operating sub sub of the operation staff could find. So, you know, to make that real simple, we'll take the crappiest sub out of dry dock and make it the worst ride possible. So, just to be on the safe side, they decorated, in quotations, the sub by immediately immediately prior to the ride by throwing buckets of water inside the interior so that it was sufficiently dampened and an inch or so stood on the floor. So now we got Elvis inside the sub and there's water all over the place. So it appears it's leaking. By the time Ovitz had completed his ride, he was thoroughly convinced that the attraction was not only dangerous, but beyond salvation. So what do we have here? We say we have leaky tunnels. We've got leaky subs they 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 grind they bump they they have a good time dancing on those rails so now what's going to happen it says even though the fate of 20,000 leagues ride was sealed that morning in 1995 when Ovitz was unscrupulously duped by the Walt Disney World employees trying to cut down on their workload it still took Disney a, another year before they would finally admit they'd be closed for good by this time, they hoped that the unobservant public would have forgotten about the ride, so the outcry for the water, wait, uh, the, the outcry would be minimized. Now, here's the funny thing. Part of what they said was the le leaky lagoon, right? So we got 1995, they're, you know, they're saying, Ovis is saying, okay, we've got to close this. Maybe another year before they, they decide, yes, for sure, it's going to be closed, and they announce it. The subs were left to rust until all but two finally were finally buried on the Disney property in 2003. 
The two surviving crafts were taken to the Disney private cruise island, Castaway K, where one key. was deposited. Have it says K. C A Y is pronounced key. Key, yes. And what frickin' anyways, language? That's not English. Anyways. That is English, <laughs> actually. See, <laughs> if I can say Castaway, I can't say K. <laughs> I, I say frickin <laughs> Just. I mean, look I at that. It. Castaway and then K, and now you want me to say key instead of K. What kind of fucking... <laughs> okay. oh, there's my F-bomb for the night. Oh, my Ur gosh. Hurry up, Greg. We've done half the show. I've usually seen the key as Yeah, okay. In the background story. All right, go on. Keep fit your hole, Richard. Two of buried a castaway key. Okay. Anyway. You won't be you won't be back if you can't shut your hole, Richard. Okay. Anyways, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, one of them was uh, half submerged in shallow water after be, being painted red for some reason. Who knows about that? So here we have the subs lagoon stayed full of water for years before they actually shut it down and drained it, yet it supposedly was leaking into the tunnels. So, you know, what really was the truth behind this? Was it simply a budget cutting? I mean, Disneyland's ran from, what, 1959 to uh, 1998 when they closed, and now it's under right. a major re... What? What? Major re rebuilding. They're rebuilding Oh, were you saying right? I thought Nemo. you were interrupting. Yeah, so now it's going to open as... Uh, we talked about this the other night on Pixar. Position Parks is Finding Nemo, which, as you know, I'm not that thrilled with. But, um, you know, obviously it, it had to be more than the maintenance of this attraction. Uh, it's, well, it's, it's a crime that these ride vehicles that were a work of art really to and be they destroyed were. and left to rot. They're awesome. And, and, and the great thing was now... Uh, Greg, you and I have both written on it, and they took all the technology and they learned a lot from the Disneyland submarines on how to load visitors on and off the subs at a more, what do you want to say, at a better rate, at a faster rate. Uh, they were just a lot nicer subs. A lot of They learned a lot from the Disneyland subs and added a whole lot into these subs, and they were a beautiful craft. And then with the uh, styling for the 20,000 Leagues, it was just it was great. The whole uh, lagoon was perfect, I thought. But let's go back to what their original complaint was. You and I had the uh, chance to go down underground at Disney 10 years prior to that, and you know that the main entrance of that is right underneath the subs. Uh, there's no water, and the whole park itself is actually built up on top of this. You know, the underground's built there. You still have the moat that surrounds uh, the castle and around the entire central plot, the hub area, and the uh, rivers of America and Tom's Rivers Island, that's all of that is still built up on top of all the underground tunnels in there, and no one's complaining about those leaking. Well, I'm going to say, they said it was, they, they were complaining it was leaking, yet after it was closed in 96, it sat full of water until... 2003 maybe so there's uh seven years the lagoon just sat yeah. there and, and if, if it was if in such leaking, bad shape why wouldn't you have drained it immediately exactly immediately. exactly you got all that extra weight and everything sitting on top of you. you'd want to get rid of that right away now i'm so, usually yeah, not one that buys into some of these conspiracies that you know that everything's about money cost and you know but in this one it, it looks if these rumors are true 
some low-level Disney management scum over at Disney World uh, was trying to show his budget good and saying how much it costs to keep these things up and running, which probably no doubt was expensive. You have the diesel engine, so you got mechanics out there. You know, you've got to deal with the water and the chlorine, what it does to the animatronics and, you know, all that. Um, but, you know, one of the things here they were talking about is the, the uh, what the Florida Sun does to it. Well, you know, part of the attraction was enclosed in the show building. So, they're, you know, how yeah, much you only have the really, lagoon that's exposed. Yeah. Right. Only the lagoon's exposed to it. And, that, and you don't even have that much animatronics happening in the lagoon. Most of that's already just concrete still life that you're traveling yeah. through. Your animatronics are in the show building. And, and I really so, have to agree with Ed. I mean, one of the things he closes with is, I guess, part of the crime really is that they didn't save more of these. I mean, we got that two on Castaway Key, you know, and, you know, why couldn't they have sold some off to collectors or put them in the boneyard at the MGM studio? Something that you could see them. Yeah, you know? and MGM. Now, was... there, there was a time when Disney was very tight on selling anything off that you know, collectors might want, you know, like an old teacup or something like that. But it seems like ever since, oh, halfway through Eisner's reign at corporate, more and more of that stuff started to be sold off. Uh, I saw an e-ticket a couple months ago where one guy's got a, a Dumbo hanging in his uh, living room, big vaulted ceiling, he's got a sign from Frontierland, all kinds of stuff that he's bought at auctions. In fact, there's a guy out in Orlando who gets all kinds of stuff from the park, old Space Mountain vehicles. Uh, they sold, if you you know had a spare $200,000 sitting around, you could have had Monroe <laughs> Red, I think, was delivered That's to right. your house. So uh, far, you know, far and more than you have it over in the Smithsonian, too. And see, that would yes. have been a great place. Yeah. And there, there's another one. We, they put some uh, props from the movie, uh, Dive Suit and one of the models from 20, 20K over at the... Uh, Living Seas Pavilion in Epcot, why not take one of these full-size boats and if you're going to bury it, bury it partly in the ground so it's up above and maybe even put like a water display and just add on to that. Well, Again, you have to go on the Disney Cruise Lines now to see that. Yes. Yeah, well, but still, I mean, it, you got what, what? What was it, 13 boats that he has sitting there? It's, I don't know. 14. Yeah, they, you know, I did, I did find an, another, I'm going to try to find it here where we're going on there is a great uh shot they at paris disneyland they've put in a nautilus and i forgot i'd have to find the site as we're talking here what scale it is but they found the problem with that one in paris is when people see it they think that's the attraction it's part of the queue not the attraction though it's it's a great little uh scene if you will in there, or I think it's in their, uh, well, whatever they call their Tomorrowland. It's um, Discovery Land. Discovery Land. Oh, yeah, actually, this I'll one here, I was think, yeah, this one actually, the the shot I'm seeing on the internet, I thought it was from the uh, Paris one because they do have it at Paris also. This one is a shot of the Nautilus, uh, mysterious island at Tokyo Disney Seas. Right. And it's a great. It's, it all. It's a great shot. Oh, uh, Disney Seas. Uh, everything I've seen of that is just. Amazing! It's great. Man, yeah, this uh, this website, if you want to go see it, was www.startedbyamouse.com, uh, and search around, you find it. It's it's a pretty good website. They had some stuff on Twenty Thousand Leagues. Uh, some great pictures of the Disney World ones, the Tokyo Disney Sea ones, 
but the one I believe in Paris, you can walk through it, but or or maybe you can't. Maybe you walk by it. It's it may be more of a prop. I'm I'm kind of having a brain fart at the moment. Of in Paris, yeah, it's I, in Paris. The designs I remember of it from uh, having not been there yet, um, but. It's similar to what they were talking about at Disneyland when they were talking about Discovery Bay. They were going to do something with it, like they, in Discovery Bay it was going to be a restaurant. And when I saw it, I asked one of the guys that was over there, well, is it a restaurant? They said, no, it was like a queue or it was just like a walking tour that you went through in there. But, yeah, it's a, it's a fixed location that you get to walk down and go through the boat. But it is, if I understood correctly, it is a full-scale version of what the Nautilus would be uh, from the that's movie. That's pretty big. That's a big boat. Yeah, that's a good you size know, You boat. know what's funny is, um, and I'm, I'm finding a link here. This was this was on another website, no. uh, Solaris.com, and they some of the reasons they think or have been cited for the 20,000 Leagues closing was some really dumb things when you think about it. Um, slow load times. You know, they as Richard and I were talking earlier, they realized some things they could do to make a submarine attraction work better from the years of Disneyland's, and they had hydraulic. What you say the the load and unload were automated. You can go from one you you're coming out one end, going in the other end. Where at Disneyland, you got to wait till everybody gets out to load it back up. So they had really innovated the ride a little more than the Disneyland version. Much and they're talking here about yeah that it was unright virtually unrideable for a wheel wheelchair bent or disabled guest eh, you know yeah it was so what uh i mean there's not much you can do for that except strap it on top of the uh the uh <laughs> right and don't let it go through but that's you know not really gonna work <laughs> we were talking about that but, the other day we're, even, we're kind of even, wondering how the upgraded disneyland is going to get around that that little yeah that's um, gonna be interesting Let's little thing because out. usually when these tractions are updated they're supposed to be brought up to to allow accessible see, access. E even so. even on that, the uh, the attraction, the old 20k attraction, would have been grandfathered, like so many of the other older attractions are currently grandfathered. Uh, they can be updated and maintained, and they can even add show elements to it. So long as they don't change structural elements, uh, they don't have to meet the, shall we say, the more recent ADA requirements. And even then, there's uh, Tarzan's Treehouse in Disneyland. It still, believe it or not, meets AD current ADA requirements. Even though you, you know, there's being, no way you're going to get a wheelchair up there. I say being <laughs> in the business of uh, having to deal with that kind of crap, I don't see any way in hell that that meets any current ADA. What, the uh, sub? I, no, 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 Tarzan's Treehouse. Treehouse. I, oh, I no. Will tell, I will tell you this, Greg. It has nothing to do with architecture and engineering. It has everything to do with lawyers. It meets the ADA requirements. No fucking. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> Stop, no way. It. Stop I, it! I can put out. Anyways. I can put out the ADAG book tomorrow and show you. It's it's it does. But it, who cares? Because you know I never. But again, that thing Greg. Is. Greg has nothing to do with building and architecture. It's everything about lawyers. You're not a lawyer. Trust me on this one. <laughs> I don't have to be a lawyer. I deal with ADA every day in my business, and I'm telling you, it doesn't meet ADA requirements. It, Though it, it may be grandfathered, it, does. it doesn't. You're you're absolutely wrong, but it may be grandfathered because most of the attraction was not changed. They just put a new entry to it, which then meant it probably wasn't changed enough to have to make it accessible. Anywho, now I just uh, did find something on the Nautilus in Paris, 
and it's a self-guided walkthrough, um, and you get to see the giant squid through the you know the eyeball glass on the side of the the Nautilus. But it is very close. I was thinking I was reading it's very not much smaller than what the actual drawings Harper Golf made of it. It's it's you know a three-quarter size or something. It's a pretty large. Uh, attraction as far yeah. as the, the right the boat itself it's, it's a pretty big boat so so, so anyways thing, travesty is it or is it not I oh heck yeah a, a yeah great travesty and, is what happens to the you know what what could be other reasons that they brought down one of the thing was on the high let's just go on the high maintenance aspect you're absolutely right uh, you know you go into some of these attractions they are high maintenance but then that's part of the business yeah you do our balancing those little uh, waypoints of how many people are you getting through compared to how much is it costing to maintain, but that's also part of what makes the Disney parks <laughs> what. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I'm reading, I'm reading another website called uh, 20kride.com and under the history, yeah, tab, and it I'm, says there are, there are many rumors as to why 20k was closed. Some say it was because of the high maintenance costs, others because of the spotty air conditioning. Sometimes let it get. Too hot inside the subs and people would faint. Of course, it was the fear of the giant squid that sent those people down, not the heat. The giant squid <laughs> was the weak people to take, and that's why they closed. That's a good one. That's funny. I like this. That's hilarious. I was going to say, the, the, way, the weighing between uh, you know, how many people you can get through compared to how much it costs, but I think that's also what I think even sometimes at Disney, they forget that's what makes them ahead of everybody else is that sometimes they do put that little extra and sometimes they do spend that little extra money to be able to put on a really good show uh you know maybe you're not getting as much back from it as you would like but you're still getting something back and it's just keeping you that much ahead of everybody else well you know that jim hill guy you know who supposedly uh has the real story which i think is where um the last site we talked about got some of uh, their information reports that the um, even though the Walt Disney World guests may have loved the attraction that the parks operations staff absolutely hated, hated the attraction you because know, it was a maintenance nightmare you talk about and, that tw that 20kride.com right and he's yeah. he's got all kinds of commentary here and he has a picture of one of the submarines out in a lagoon right but it's roped off so you can't even swim near it he says oh god and then that stupid out of it huh, you cannot swim near it Right, because well, how often it's, do you did you get to swim the uh, twenty thousand leagues? No, but it's in that castaway key out in the swim castaway area. Oh, 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 okay. that area. Yeah. Okay, the picture so stuck. Like... Okay, <laughs> listen to this. It says, "Oh, and there's a stupid sign there. Disney Corp respectfully insists that you have no fun because <laughs> you can't go <laughs> swim on. Because <laughs> you can't go swim on it." <laughs> Where was this at? What? That's what on twenty. This? It's on twenty K ride. It's in one of their uh, photo galleries. Oh, photos. Okay, I'm gonna have to take There's, a look. It's like the third well, or fourth on the, one. On the page I was just on, they have a, a plaque. This is M memorandum or memorum. Twenty thousand leagues under sea. The ride seventy-one to ninety-four. The best liquid space journey ever. So that's pretty good. It's a nice little, nice little tribute. So I gotta find this photo. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it's one of the galleries. You just you gotta just keep going yeah. through them and. Yeah. 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 I, I've got a, a buddy at work who just absolutely was in love with those riot vehicles he never got to experience it because he had never been to florida i see i got to experience it three times and and three early trips from you know i went in 1975 saw the park in a pretty virgin shape 
then saw it again in 1982 and then in 96. So got to see 20,000 leagues every time it was open. Uh, and then unfortunately when I went back last year, of course, it was uh, poo. down. Pile of poo. Um, it's a big pile of poo. Now. When you I was there in 90, you know, you know, you know, the ride had broken down, it? never got to ride it. Oh, figures. What I would find interesting, because here's, here's typical Disney at Disneyland. You only adjust what you need to or only tear down what can be seen. I'm really kind of interested because from the pictures I've seen of them bulldozing the lagoon, it almost appears that the the show building wasn't touched. Correct. And it and it might not be the show building itself might be there because years ago when I used to walk through the old American Scenes, which was the old Carousel of Progress building, you could rock behind the sets and see the old ramp where, uh, for those who've been to Florida's uh, uh, Carousel of Progress, you've never experienced this. At Disneyland, when Carousel of Progress ended, you actually walked up. Onto oh, the stage area. Ramps. Yeah. Oh, shush, Richard. I was talking. Uh, oh, you you walk on the stage area and up a touchy, ramp, touchy. and you got to view the model of the what would what Walt was proposing as Epcot, and Progress you City. now at the Walt Disney World only have a small portion of the model along the Wedway or the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, which I'll never get used to that name. But we saw the whole entire model. Well, you could walk behind the scenes and still see where that ramp was. You could go up in what they made into people mover storage, which is where the model used to be, and you used to walk around the outside edge of the building. And you could pick out all these pieces, if you knew what you were looking for, what and used to be there, to the ceiling tile, to the tile on the floor. And that's why I find it interesting that the, the, the show building might still be there, you should, though okay, it could be and storage, just, and, and, it could and, be something else. And real quick, just to let people know how much of that model is missing, how what is such a small well, huge you have. Picture America Sings, which is currently still over at Florida, I think. We no. We talked about that. Carousel of Progress. Carousel of Progress, you, sorry. Are you, are you on dope but, or something? Yes, I am. Um, picture Carousel of Progress, or if you're at Disneyland, picture the what's now Interventions. It covered the model itself covered about half that footprint of the building, but that half that upper floor was all model, and you walked around the outside of it. There was nothing. There was just a couple offices behind it. Half that floor was a model. It was a huge, huge, huge model, and they just took this one little tiny section that is now sitting there in the Magic Kingdom at Florida, and even that's kind of sad because it was all. These working parts, cars and trains going all over. It was a great looking set. This dude, this 20kride.com, has photo. He has an aerial view of the ride. It looks like it was taken when the park was closed. You can see how big the show building is, and that the uh, what I'm thinking now is Mickey's Toontown Fair backed up against it. Um, you can yeah, see Dumbo. What I'm finding funny because I never. It's right next to Small World. Yeah, I never saw uh, 20,000 Leagues with the Triton statue like we have at Disneyland in the lagoon squirting water out of his, uh, uh, was that the, his Triton? Trident, yeah. Uh, I never saw that, and they've got kind of a, a tarp over the, the entrances into the caverns. I, I never saw it set up like that. That was interesting to see. Yeah, click on Very click on the gallery that's called uh, behind the scenes, and about um, oh, almost a little bit more than halfway down, you see this awesome aerial picture 
of the lagoon in the show building. You can see the dry dock. You can see the, the cars are Blade Park backstage. You know, there are some funny stories out there from some, some of the ride operators and how they used to operate the ride. And some people were saying that they hated even working this ride. And then one guy was saying how he loved it. He'd sit and read a book. Or not sit. They had to stand. You, put, you could put a wedge, I believe, on top of the uh, pedal to to keep the uh, sub. Or actually, it wasn't a pedal. You kind of like stuck a, your foot in. I, I thought it was a stick. Up or something. I thought it was uh, a stick they pushed forward and back. No, actually, he talked about using a wedge. You know, I'd have to go back and find some of these links. But uh, you you could stand up there and read a book and do a lot of little things because all oh, you had to, I mean, you had to cue a few things of uh, the tape occasionally, but it was kind of interesting. If looking through those links, you'll find them. Well, there's the good picture. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, it's it's. It's almost all the way to the bottom, and there's a good aerial shot. It took me a few minutes to get the orientation. Yeah, Richard and I had the opportunity back in 1996. If you look at the bottom of that picture, you see what looks almost like uh, red dirt, but it's probably some bricking or uh, you know some kind of surface material down at the bottom behind that show building, which is yeah. uh, Small World. Small World, yeah. Right. Then you kind of go towards Small World. You see two little blue canopies or something. Yeah. Right in that area somewhere is the entrance to the the backstage or the the, the uh, utilidors. I huh. believe that is not that the entrance, Richard. Uh, are you at the picture yet? He's not no, there. I don't think. Sure. Oh, there we are, gallery. Yeah, it's Any, behind the anyways, scenes. We, yeah, we we got to go down in the utilidors and walk through some of them and come up through the castle. It was kind of oh, yeah. cool. But yeah, I, I um, I would. I would almost guess that the, some of the show building might still be there. It, it was hard to tell by some of those shots where they were uh, bulldozing. Almost every one of those bulldozing shots, the show building was still there. They were just getting rid of the lagoon. So yeah, okay, I mean, I you never you, really yeah, know. It might be used as storage. Yeah, it might still be used as storage. Who knows? Or it may, I, don't say, I don't say still because I don't know if it ever was. But, uh, you know, it is a large area that you could... You know, do something like that with. Right. Anyways, it is. It's a. It's a shame. It's a travesty. I think. Uh, what I can't believe is Ovitz couldn't be Fell bright enough to say, to say why. Yeah. Why is Disneyland still operating? I mean, this one's huh. newer. It should. You know, if anything, go on longer. So. <laughs> yeah, and just to, you know, the talk about how little fanfare they sort of kind of hid everything as they were getting rid of this slowly. When Disneyland did close the subs, if you, if you remember the story in, in the in 59 when the subs were inaugurated, they actually christened each boat and they had a full naval uh, U.S. Navy fanfare uh, when they brought the each of the uh, eight boats. We only had eight at Disneyland uh, online. When they closed the subs down in 98, they brought out a Navy commander and a color guard and they actually had an ensign flying on the Nautilus, which was the first boat christened, all in commemoration of the first atomic sub, the Nautilus. And they lowered the colors off the off the Nautilus and gave it the full respect that you would do as you decom a full decommissioning ceremony with the Navy there. And people, they had invited guests, and people were all sitting there. This was all done when the park was closed prior to opening, but it was really neat. It was really uh, Really with, interesting to watch. With the repainted yellow boats, they did that nonsense. 
well, with with the nicer looking, not the yellow submarine colors, but yeah, with the repainted yellow boats because they because the Navy uses. Well, Mike, you were in the Navy. They used to yeah. paint research subs that color with the no. Yellow well, the yes, bat yeah research yeah. subs not, research. Not, Why yeah, Mike did notice that it's kind of when he was grabbing his ankles. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's oh, Greg, not go there. Jeez! <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, it, you know we're hey, not. Um, I'm not going to talk about your <laughs> fake military service. You just hey, the Air Force is not a fake military. Oh service. gosh! It's yes, it is. Club, you bastard! <laughs> but you, country what, club. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible day if the pool wasn't warm when we came back from a mission. <laughs> Oh, Anyways, yeah, the photos there played out. Right. If the, <laughs> if the uh, on that photos page, go to the twenty thousand leagues. Um, go to the Les Messieurs de Nautilus at Paris Disneyland, and go to the exterior shots. The funny thing is, when you see this thing and it looks like it's in the water, it's an awesome sight. Like, wow, this boat's big. It's awesome. You scroll all the way to the bottom, they show pictures where it's under maintenance with the lagoon empty. And it's like, what a downer. Because then Where's you this? realize that on the photos page and then in just a little bit below where you said behind the scenes was, you go down and you see a link to the Paris one. Oh, okay. On the same so page to, then. Yes. Yeah. See the one where it says exterior and then scroll all the well look at the first few pictures where it's sitting in the lagoon and you're like wow this is very cool all right hang on. <laughs> get all the way about that looks funny get all I'm the way look, to the bottom I'm still looking for the link I'm still looking for the link okay i'm in the, on top of this kind of stuff i'm yeah yeah well you i'm going to lean the, over and look at mine if you can't see yours you want to lean over and look at mine not really i want my own i'm in the directory behind the scenes that had the aerial shot where is the link to paris okay Back up to the main the main page of photos or whatever. Oh, okay, the photo directory. Things. Okay. Oh, I see it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So exterior. So look at the, yeah, look at the first few pictures, and you're like, wow, this is awesome. And we all know that Paris Disneyland is probably the most beautiful park Disney's ever built. Uh, i got to get there one of these days. But uh. you scroll down, you're thinking, this is awesome. Go to the very bottom, and you're going, oh, crap. <laughs> glad it. I never saw it like this. Yeah. So you're like, oh, my God, there's hardly anything there. So now back up, uh, uh, go back on your link and click on interiors, okay, and then scroll down and look at what you're walking through and what you see above <laughs> and how they don't collate to each other. Oh, it's my like, gosh. It's a, great, it's a great illusion up top. But what the <laughs> Wait, they, um, the thing's fixed in the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hey well, you know, it's almost—it's almost like when I went to um, uh, saw Disney MGM for the first time. I was all excited to see the Imperial Walker. I got there, and all it was was steel frame. It was down for rehab, or the the Walker uh, exterior skin. I was very disappointed. But what's uh, up, Richard? Anyways, what were you going to say, Richard? I was just going to say, you know, uh, the, this is all cool, and I'm sure everybody's going to want to take a look at this on uh, 20kride.com because there really is good stuff. But is there anything else we can say? Is there anything what? Anything else we can say about the travesty of losing the uh, the Nautiluses and the 20? Well, yeah, I, th I think it we, sucks. We are well. It, <laughs> well, I think we're all blows, in agreement about chunks. that. And. Well, I listen, listen. I'm, I'm giving you your answer. You want to hear it? Shut your hole for a second. Okay. We're 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 pointing out what a travesty it was by 
reminiscing and enjoying what we still have left of any kind of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by paying, by paying memorial to it by this conversation of how it went wrong and how the other ones are, are done okay and still look pretty good. So, yeah, I, I think we are, and people will enjoy this because there's a lot of them like us who think this one was screwed. And okay. they screwed the pooch on it, and, you know, we're going to reminisce a little bit about it and get over it. Yeah. Get over it. Did well, you I just walk the this, interior walk, Turn around there? and walk out of this yes. studio right now yes. if you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. So no, don't let the I, door I, hit you in the ass on the I, way out. How's that? I looked, and you know what? The um, <laughs> the thing is that Subs was my favorite ride when I was a little kid. I just love Subs. I did, too. You know, to, to the point where, you know, whenever we went, it was annoying the adults around me because, you know, when you're five, six, or seven years old, it's hard to, you know, be patient and wait while they go on stuff they want to see and... So once I got on subs, I pretty much calmed down. But yeah, I just loved it. And and unlike America Sings, where I was able to be present for the last public performance, Richard was there too. Um, How sweet! Did you guys yeah. hold hands? No, we were there with a bunch of other fanboys. Crazy Disney oh, crazies. Watch how you say that. Fanboys might leave a little connotation <laughs> that you might. Well, not but then again, you were a Navy guy, so. Shush. And then, but it would have been nice to have the same kind of warning and send off for subs. Yeah, I guess that's, you know, I think that's you know, there, I think that's part of the big the bigger answer. There is okay going on to things. The bigger saying, question or the bigger answer? The bigger answer is: Is there a sacred cow attraction? No. If there's a reason to get that rid of that, sounds like attraction, a question get, to me. Just hang on get rid of the attraction, but I think most people are upset about 20,000 leagues leaving Walt Disney World because there was no send-off. There was no chance for people to say goodbye. There's no chance for people to say, hey, this was a really neat ride. Yeah, I guess it is time to go, but yeah, but you know what? there. Di I think Disney, you know, Disney does learn sometimes. They have a way of saying it's gone and it will never be back. Yeah, look make at a big deal out of it. Like Electric uh, Grade. Well, uh, okay, I was going there, but I wasn't. Get, I was gonna preset that up with okay. uh, a mission to Mars, which closed. Then all of us Disney employees, when you know the, the Tomorrowland guys had a good idea, the attractions people. Hey, come over and take your Polaroid with the guy we called Mr. Swivel Hips. Uh, your, Johnson, uh, Mr. Johnson, your, Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson. So we all took our picture with him behind the scenes, all that in the set, and you know five bucks, and they're raising money for their summer picnic or whatever the hell they were doing. And then it reopens like a month later. Yet it had been announced that it was officially closed. So now, yeah, let's jump forward to the electrical parade. It's officially closed. It will never be back. We're selling you commemorative light bulbs, light bulbs off, off the floats. Off the <laughs> it will never reopen. Then it shows up, what was it, New York for a parade. And now it's back at DCA. And everybody's and going, what the hell? Yeah, I just, it went I to Paris for a while. It went to Florida for a while. Yeah. So, but, it's, Florida, Florida but it's not the main but it's not no, the Main Street no. Electrical Spectre, Parade. Spectre, from what I, if I remember correctly, Spectral Magic left Florida and went over to uh, Paris, and the Electrical Parade from Disneyland went to Florida to cover the show. And then I when they brought Spectral Magic, so. it, you're on something. When, it's well, not called the Main Street Electrical Parade anymore, though. No, it's not. No, do you guys know where the Electrical Parade got its start? What? Do I remember Disney what? Disney World. Yes. Do, do, do you know, know where the Electrical Parade got its start? little well, trivia question. Oh, excuse well, me. I'm going to go with Richard and say Magic Kingdom. 
No, not Magic Kingdom. It was out on the uh, Seven Seas Lagoon in Bay Lake. Oh, that thing. The floating... Yeah, he, he's correct, and it still floats to this day. Still Last to this I day. Is. It, yeah. And they keep... Uh, Doing, tweaking the show a little bit here and there to make it look a little different each time. Yeah, well, you know. is right. My my father-in-law worked on the when he was laid off from, uh, well, what ended up becoming Boeing or McDonnell Douglas years ago is that he was an uh, electrician, uh, helped put together those floats. So that little little family connection there, for whatever that's worth. But uh, so yeah, I think we've probably said about all we can say. Uh, we believe. That no, it wasn't a sacred cow, but it was just screwed over by pretty damn close, bad though. decision making. Pretty well, damn close. Know, it is pretty close to be a sacred attraction because it is. It was unique. Uh, I don't think, I can't think of another theme park I've ever been to that's done anything remotely close uh, to what the submarines or the twenty thousand leagues under the sea ride has done. Uh, I mean, if somebody's out there that knows or seen something I haven't seen. I can't think of anything that was as unique as that attraction. As hokey as it was with the little air bubbles and the dog, our <laughs> dog, uh, you know, it's just it's great childhood memories on that ride. You know, it, yes. it was awesome. It was fun. All right, well then, uh, let's give our usual send off about how our disclaimer that these are our own opinions. We didn't. Well, some of these and, weren't our own opinions tonight because we. Oh, well, that's right. We we we. Oh, I'm sorry. We borrowed them. Well, we paid well, homage. We, we paid we homage. We used some other people's <laughs> stuff on other websites. Yeah, that's so right. We, yeah, websites we, we, we used their websites to cement our position of they screwed the ride over. Yeah. yeah. How's that? Or they time. screwed us over by taking the ride out. How's that? That's even and better. That's our opinion. But either way, we're no, we're not officially, we're not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company in any manner, shape, or form. This is not a Walt Disney Company uh, position or mouthpiece or house organ or every whatever term of uh, what's what am I looking for here? Help me out. You said it. You said you guys it. are just staring at me with blank stares. Like we're going. Where we're, are you going? I'm trying to do the disclaimer like we do at the end of every show, and you both have gone silent. Never, you, well, we're, we're, we are no part of the you. Walt Disney Company, any of the subsidiaries. Uh, totally our opinions. We do no fact checking. It's That's all right. our own bullshit. Our own, all our own opinions. And uh, could write it down. We were a mouth- yeah. That's right. If we were no the mouthpiece for the Walt Disney Company, it would be in better shape right now. How's that? That's right. But we're not. So if they start listening right. to us, maybe they can shape things up a little bit. All right. So, so we, we gave we gave out the information at the beginning <laughs> of the show. Info at micecast.com. Feedback micecast.com. Go to www.micecast.com. Listen to other shows. Uh, we have pictures. And Greg, don't ask me about the next gallery. It'll be up soon. Yeah, God, geez, okay. you know, I don't go out there and do that for my. Yes, I do. I do okay. that for the fun of it. Yeah, and so, by the way, I want to give a, a little kudos to another podcast that I've seen out there. Vidcast. Uh, well, actually, well, okay, call it a vidcast. Two geeky Disney guys, not that much unlike us. us. But maybe. <laughs> Uh, a little younger, but, uh, <laughs> <You think? laughs> but it's it's called Beyond Main Street. You can find them on iTunes. They also have a website, BeyondMainStreet.com. They're you know a little more G-rated. They're you know talking about tips and things to do at Disney World and their trips, and they show you some. Yeah, check out Beyond Main Street. Uh, they're on iTunes. They've got their own website where you can download their vidcast. Uh, they're a fun 
uh, group of guys that are doing a good vidcast about the parks, and they do videos of the attractions that they find fun. It's a nice contrast to us where we're PG-13, they're probably G-rated. Uh, yeah. Good good podcast, and take a listen. <laughs> a chance. Sometimes we start sliding into the R territory, though. we got to watch out, Greg. Yeah, well, you, yeah, if you didn't get me going, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, you get yourself going, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the Disney company hadn't screwed up, we wouldn't have a problem here, would we? That's right. Well, then we wouldn't have a hobby either. All right. Uh, anything else we need well, to yeah, cover? We wouldn't have anything to talk about. That's right. No, Richard? you know, next time we'll mention a couple of other podcasts oh. we like. You know, there are a lot of good podcasts out there. And the great thing about these podcasts is we're not really in direct competition with any of these guys. They're, we hope not, anyway. They complement each other, and there's, there's an opinion for everybody. Well, the reason there's no competition is you choose when you want to listen to the podcast. Not choose them yeah, it's or choose like, us like we have different markets going on there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, um, geez, we need to come up with a new list of potential subjects here. We just about exhausted our original ideas we wanted to talk about um, well we still have the Disney rumor one remember all of us were for, formerly Disney employees and there's a lot of great rumors out there that still protect or persist through today so that's still top yeah, on our list that, that might be a fun one to say bullshit or not no yeah yes and most of them will be bullshit <laughs> that'll be just fun to say good majority uh, of them all well, right. I think one of the other ones, one of the top things on our list, well, not top, because the other one I just said was top, but we were talking about the condition of Epcot Center the last time we were there. Yeah, yeah, and we horrible. a little bit. All right, well, just before we say goodnight, I want to, again, urge you all to send feedback and emails. Um, and, you know, we look forward to hearing from you all in the future. And you all want to say goodnight? Yes? No? Good night. Good night. All right. Good night. We'll, we'll close with our Good music, night. and we'll see you next time. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart When it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away